and we're live. Good morning, everybody. It's your favorite truck driver in the whole wide world. It's Bitcoin Ben here for the morning. What in the plot is happening again? Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, and if I'm not following the chat, I'm sorry. Uh, the computer's over there because uh, the electrical cord won't reach all the way over here. So it is what it is. So um, let me give a shout out to a couple of people that are here. We got Tom, we got Jerry, we got Bitcoin Broke, we got Lone Alpha Wolf, we got Kevin, we got Kathleen Richard. Uh, she said, great show yesterday. Thank you very much. Uh, Today is going to be a show a lot like yesterday's, where I'm basically going to tell a story uh, using humor, and but using facts. And I'm, I'm going to show you why the cryptocurrency market and the good cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin... Litecoin, Ethereum, the Divi project is, is not a question of, of if they're going to succeed. It's a question of how long is it going to take the rest of the world to understand what we understand. Now, I don't think it's going to take long. I think with the end, and I'll prove this in this show. All right, uh, check out the scrolling graphic under my beautiful face. And it uh, shows you that next month, October 3rd, which is a Saturday. I will be out in Orange, California with my good friend, Mr. Bixweer for live music. Uh, I'll, I'll be shooting a live show. I think he'll also be shooting a live show on his channel. And, uh, and we're going to be educating people. Now, my friend Bix is very big on a project called Theta. So, if you have questions about Theta and you're near Orange, California, come on out. Uh, Nick from the Divi Project will be there. Uh, he's the CTO and he'll, he'll answer all your questions. I will definitely actually be interviewing him uh, on the show. And check out the RV, check out the tour plans, uh, maybe a couple of hints on what we got going on for next year and what I, I have planned next year. And I'm also bringing on a young lady, Tamala, named Miss Crypto Teen on Twitter. And she has a great idea for a Miss Teen Crypto 
pageant for next year. And basically each project or each coin chooses a young person, preferably a young woman, because we want to help get more women into the cryptocurrency space. Uh, and it's not going to be a beauty contest, although I'm sure they'll all be beautiful young women. Uh, it's going to be a, a education-based uh, event. And I'm going to talk to my friends at World CryptoCon and see if we can have the finals next year at World CryptoCon and have like a Miss Teen Crypto uh, pageant finals at the World CryptoCon next year. It's going to be amazing. We uh, This is a great way of getting the youth involved in cryptos. So she'll actually be on the show tomorrow morning. She's going to take a break uh, from her uh, her online in indoctrination. I uh, I mean education. So it's 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 going to be a great show. Make sure that you watch it. Oh, hang on a second. Let's see. We got Jim Flanagan, $20. Thank you so much for the super chat. Um, and if you do want to help the show out with the tour, uh, please send super chats or join the Patreon channel under, uh, there's a link under this video on YouTube or check me out at patreon.com uh, backslash the Bitcoin Ben or I'm sorry, Bitcoin Ben just your Bitcoin Ben uh, thank you very much Jim Flanagan says changes here and now love you uh, off for a round of golf listening in the car thank you so much Jim alright so please join us in Orange, California. Jim Flanagan will be there. He uh, and the other dates are on his Litecoin app. You can download those. Download the app and follow the tour and and find out locations and dates on the Litecoin app. So go to Android or Apple and look up the Litecoin app. Thank you very much. All right, now, on with the show. History repeats itself. Let's, let's, let's go back in time to about 1770, Ah, let's go 1770. There were rumblings of revolution. There were meetings in local bars. There were meetups at local bars. And the talk was about the influence of England over the new colonies. Now, 
there were many different currencies at that time. And their most trade was actually done uh, commodity for commodity trade. Like, I have corn, you have wheat, I need wheat, you need corn, let's work this out. Actually based on weights and measures. Well, there was a great invention around this time and a little earlier called, uh, well, not not quite yet, but close. Uh, the printing press was on its way to a big relevancy. And the printing press brought the ability to communicate a message in a large scale. And this was revolutionary. This was the ability to lead a revolution with the information from the revolution. And many documents were created. Uh, we have, for example, like Thomas Paine's uh, Common Sense was a little pamphlet. And as we move along history, we see that every revolution or almost every revolution of any significance was preceded by an advancement in communication technology. Now, the communication, when I say communication, I mean that in a broad, uh, broad way, a way of communicating, not just verbal, uh, not just revolutionary documents, not just religion documents, but also in exchanging ledger information, exchanging uh, and recording history. History is a, a necessity for the advancement of humanity. The reason that we need ledgers, the reason that we need history books that are accurate and ledgers that are accurate is they are an accounting of events. And if you do not have a reliable accounting of events, you cannot have a productive and peaceful future. Because if the ledger is not accurate, then the participants 
that rely on the ledger will have conflict. Because if you have a guy who says, hey, I gave you $5 to hold, and you're showing in your ledger that I only gave you $3, then there's conflict there. And the trust of the ledger goes away. The ledger is no longer an accurate, accurate representation of a historical event. In this case, it's an economic historical event. Now, let's fast forward a little bit into the 1900s. And when I mean when I say 1900s, I actually mean like 1903, 1904, 1910, 1915. This is when we could communicate ledgers and the ability to trade and accurately uh, account for transactions in in areas that were very far apart, like uh, in in America, New York and Chicago, actually became hubs of commerce once they could transact accurate ledger information. And we had this all all evolve actually based on the trust of the ledger. Now, at that time, there was no way to record the actual transaction of the information on the ledger. There was human involvement, where the human had on his little headset and he'd listen and record the transactions. And the human on each side was corruptible. There were several cases in the early 1900s where the wire receiver, where we get the term wire fraud, uh, would alter and not accurately write down the ledger of the transmission. That's where we got the term wire fraud initially, was the actual people at the ends would corrupt the ledger. So fast forward some more. 1929, the collapse of the stock market. Now, a lot of people will argue that the market was overvalued and all that. That is true. But what a lot of people don't talk about and was the catalyst for the fall of the market was the inaccuracies of the ledgers and the ticker tapes. 
because the ledgers, the record of the market was not accurate because the advancement of technology had allowed for the creation of a lot of these smaller mom and pop local shops that would work out of the post office. Now, these, these trading platforms, let's call them, oh, I don't know, exchanges, would, uh, would falsify and they, they would rehypothecate the shares and sell them in the local community where these shares recorded values were inaccurate because the mom and pop shops were not receiving the documents of the shares that they were purchasing. See where I'm going with this? So these exchanges were not holding the certificates, the legal certificates of the shares that they claimed that their area clients held. They didn't have the coins. So when this stock market fell, the reason a lot of the smaller guys, especially farmers, were hurt was they were taking capital out and putting it into the market because the market was going up. It was amazing. It was just absolutely amazing that everybody was making money. It was, oh, my God, you got to buy this. You got to buy that. and You got to buy this. Mind you, there were marketing campaigns on radio that were talking about you should buy this share, you should buy that share. Hey, the latest, you know, ICO, the latest coin, the latest um, you know, company. And then people would FOMO in to the market without receiving the accurate share or the actual share document from the exchange. Once again, they didn't have their coins. So as the market started to drop, these people were trying to sell things that didn't exist. So a lot of people got hurt because they go in their local post office and they'd say, sell my shares. And the little guy with the headset, okay. But he'd get a message back. I'm sorry. Our ledger shows that you don't have any ownership claim. Do you have the certificate? 
No. You don't have the certificate? No. Then you don't own shit. Now, the reason I bring this up is that we're going through the same thing right now. Except we have blockchain. Blockchain, one of the most valuable aspects of blockchain is that the receipt, the receiving of the asset is recorded in the blockchain and the asset that you receive is the transaction of the asset. It's all in the same thing. It's a digital certificate of receipt. And the digital certificate of the receipt in the ledger is the asset. You see what I'm saying? So the blockchain records your public address and your private address, showing that only you have that receipt. And that's the importance. Is if you hold your money on the exchanges, it's not your money. It's the exchanges. And they may not have purchased the accurate or the actual coin that they say you hold. Because when you log on to an exchange and you're using the interface of the exchange, all you see is a ledger that they created that shows you that you have 100 Litecoin. You have 150 Litecoin. You have 150,000 Divi. But in your wallet, in your private wallet of your Divi Masternode, you have a record of receipt, a record of receiving, and a record of output in the wallet. And you have a transaction number that's recorded in the blockchain. You have digital, uncorruptible validation of the transaction. The exchanges do not have that, at least the centralized ones. The key is that you need your keys. The reason I'm talking about this is because we're going to go through another crypto crash. It's going to happen happens every time.
every time there's rehypothecation and a big downturn. Get your coins off the exchanges. Don't be lazy with your money. Laziness is what got us in this situation right now. People wanted to rely on the bankers to hold their capital. People wanted to transition the responsibility away from themselves and onto somebody that they could point at. That's going away. You want honesty? You want truth? Then there has to be personal liability that is tied with your responsibility. And user interfaces of these wallets will get better. That's why you're an early adopter. It's riskier because we're making transactions from wallet to wallet. You're launching your Divi node. You're seeing your rewards. You want to keep your computer safe. You want to keep your wallet safe. Security is an illusion unless you're the one providing the security. Hence, the Second Amendment. Because when you're calling a cop, you're not really calling a cop. You're calling his weapon. Because the weapon is the asset that changes the environment in which you find yourself in. In crypto's case, your your weapon is your wallet. And you hold your value and security inside your wallet. You have to change your mindset from here on out. Don't look for the easy way out because there's someone usually on the other side of that door to fuck you. Rely on yourself and you'll usually never let yourself down. I want you guys to really appreciate the moments we're in, especially this next coming month. This next month is going to be a month of action. This next month is going to be a month of revelation. This next month is going to be globally significant because we're transitioning. Do not get me wrong. The election is amazingly important here in America. Because where America goes, the world goes. But 
in reality, this election, although extremely important for the next 20 years, eventually technology is going to allow us to actually govern ourselves. Where less and less government involvement will happen. Not because the governments want to relinquish power. It's that the people are going to give less and less attention to the government. We're going to transition into a technological world. We're doing it right now. Where transmission of information is happening so fast. And one individual in Ohio is communicating value and doing deals that the government can't even see. We're making our beds right now. All of us are. We're making our beds for the future. The important part is, is are our beds in a jail cell or are they out in the free world? These elections matter because we'll either live in an environment where we are constantly trying to live our lives in a global corporate slash governmental structure that works against freedom? Or do we live in an environment where the governments truly do represent the people? Where they truly do help the people advance what the people want to advance. Does the community lead the government or does the government lead the community? That's the choice we're making in the next month. Are we the the lords of our own future? Or do we live under the thumb of the lords that choose our future? It's up to you. And believe me when I tell you that the efforts that you make over the next month to reach out and communicate with the people around you 
in your circle of influence is tremendously important. For the next month, realize that you're either going to cheerlead for freedom or sit on the sidelines of slavery. So, if you don't want to rock the boat, the slave ship will drop you off at the port with the other slaves. But you can choose to rock the boat enough to turn it around. This has been Bitcoin Ben, live from Arizona. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Join me in California, October 3rd. Check out the graphic. And everyone have a wonderful day. And I'll see you tomorrow. I got a lot of work I got to do. But keep smiling. This is a war worth fighting and a war we're going to win. Love you guys. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Trying to shut it off. <laughs>